This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, so Avrin, what is the definition of a grifter again? I feel like from love fraud, we learned that a grifter is a person who takes advantage of other people and steals their money and like plays them for a Cool. And um, Did you I, know that grifters can also be women as well? Yes. Well, it's so funny. I was about to say a grifter is a man. And then I was like, is a person. Yes. <laughs> because we are just as capable of, you know, screwing people over if we want well, to. Well, I'm about to tell you a story. Welcome to this day. What is up? I love you. <laughs> Hi, I love you. <laughs> this day is hot, but good. That's true. Guys, I called Avrin about an hour and a half ago, freaking out because we're watching this dog. And oh my God, if the owners are listening to this, uh, the dog's fine. The dog's fine. Um, She's got to be fine. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know, like I knew that dogs couldn't have chocolate. That's a thing mm-hmm. dogs can't have. But guess what dogs shouldn't eat, also eat? Garlic. Yeah, garlic. Yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Sorry, yeah. I was like, am I supposed to say it or is she going to say it? Sorry, I'm dealing um, behind me. There's a little child that uh, oh. is going back to bed right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're upset. <laughs> he just is like playing on the floor with the dustbuster thing. I just kept going because I wasn't saying anything too awful yet. Yeah, so anyways, the dog ate like a sliver of, two slivers of um, garlic, but she's fine. She's It's been... It's the way two hours. I, she's yeah. she, she's cool. She's bouncing she's around. Totally chill. And the way that I always think about it, whenever because I tend to also worry more than I probably should. Yeah, but I mean, I'm like, I'm like, oh god, what? We gotta have to go to the emergency room that's with the what dog. I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. But uh, <laughs> but dogs like eat trash and like drink toilet water. Yeah. And so the the thing is, is that they're more resilient than you think. So I think that most likely the garlic thing and even the chocolate thing. It's like if your dog eats a bar of chocolate or a clove, an entire clove of garlic, or, you know, yeah. a bulb, I guess, if you will, of yeah, garlic, yeah. then yeah, you might need to run them into the vet. But I think you're probably more yeah. than fine. I was just like, I was, my heart sank right into my balls. And I was like, God damn it. Did I just, oh God, did I hurt someone's dog? Or, or anybody, I don't want to hurt anybody, but I was like, I did not know. So just a public service announcement from yours truly, dogs can't have, uh, can't have, Garlic. Garlic. So there, yeah. There's no garlic. That. Also, this is a fun one that not everyone knows about. No grapes. Oh, yeah. 
That I had no idea because you yeah. told me that we were talking about that today, and this is pre the garlic in- <laughs> incident. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I, Vanya just fell down. Her FaceTime fell down. I'm back. Hold on. I'm coming. Well, I'm ex- She's coming. She's getting there. She's getting there. I'm excited because this episode, much like the last one we did, is you're now surprising me with a story that I don't yes. know anything about instead of the two of us tackling a story together. Yes. And it, I, I'm assuming it involves a female grifter? It, yes, it does. Um, it does. I will. Let me, let me get into it then. Okay. So my husband, he, a couple of times he was like, you should really tell the story. This is such a rom crime. And uh, he is like a total, he loves true crime and he keeps mm-hmm. feeding us um, ideas for stories. There's also, I don't know Which if you've great. heard about this um, serial killer that was uh, discovered like I mean, we're talking 17 bodies under under uh, his house in near Mexico City. I'm not no. sure if it's a rom crime, but we're going to look into it. Yeah. He he like oh I, I want to say it was only 2 days ago they discovered him and my husband was like this w- this he's really interested to find out what the hell is going on. And the yes. guy was a butcher and he'd hacked people's bones <gasps> to pieces, so there's like fragments of bones. Oh my word. Yeah. That's horrific I know. serial killers man they're the worst Ugh, i know it's like what happened to you as a child that made Why? you feel like you need to continue to do that well this this story like, not so what bad. did your parents do i mean okay good know, like I'm a little less a little less than 17 bodies that are now just bone fragments is exactly what we're going for. there's just one body here but we're going to talk mm. about a man named an actor named robert blake do you have you heard oh. of him? So I'll tell you yes. a little bit about. Him. He was a child actor. Yeah. He got his start in like the late 1930s. He was he played a character oh. in like Little Rascals, but then later on in life he played like this detective in a TV series called Beretta. Do you remember oh. that? I don't I don't know. I don't it's think cool I name. Saw that. In which he actually won an Emmy. <laughs> so well, way to go. This story is about him and a woman named okay. Bonnie Bakley. I keep wanting to say it's Robert Blake and it's Bonnie Bakley. I keep wanting to say Bonnie Blakely. So if I do it, just... Uh, I'll forgive you. Please. And so will the audience. Thank that's, you. That's tough. Robert Blake, Bonnie Bakley. Bakley. I, I'm like, I want to say Buckley for some reason because Ooh. I'm thinking of Betty Buckley. Mm. But Bonnie Bakley. Do you like that I just threw that one at you too? I'm oh, like, what, what else can I trip her up with? <laughs> Betty Buckley and Bonnie Blakely. Bakley. God damn it. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so let me first tell you. So we know a little bit about Robert Blake. Uh, Let me Mm -hmm. tell you a little bit about Bonnie Bakley. Let's see. She dropped out of high school when she was 16, and she decided to go to New York City to pursue a career in modeling and acting at the Barbizon School of Modeling. Barbizon. Do you remember those ads? Barbizon. No. Oh my God. Barbizon School yes. of Modeling? Barbizon. In our my hometown, it was a smaller hometown, but every summer the Barbizon like talent scouts would come and. Oh, you know what? I Maybe I just didn't remember the name, but I definitely remember that where like and they, they would did. come and scout for models. And uh-huh. I think I went, I think I went twice. I bet you did. You're gorgeous. Uh, you know, no, and they, no they, I just was like, I, I'm going to get discovered somehow. <laughs> I know. God, I will. Uh, my mom always would, she was like, we're too short to be models. And I was like, oh, I believe you. That's the thing, guys. Uh, Don't put limitations on your kids. Cause that's you know, right. haven't you ever heard of print models? Exactly. You don't know how tall those people are. I could have been a hand model. (laughs) I mean, right? I could have, well, I don't know. I have pretty jankety, like, 
childlike fingernails. So I don't know if I could have been a hand. I don't model. know. I mean, I feel like it, it, it takes like a it takes a hand that you don't think is going to be a hand model. They basically have to have no veins. They're kind of like, they have to be skinny fat hands. So it's like, they look already photoshopped. Oh. Um, but I will say, I don't like mind. I have plumped up. Yeah, plumped but skinny. Plumped but skinny and long. I have really, Got really it. long yeah. fingers. So that's a tall order. Yeah. So whatever. Why Why am I talking about my fingers? Guess what, guys? I have long because fingers. Because maybe you could have been a hand model but <laughs> you were told you were too short. And that's <laughs> something that you have to live with for the rest of your Barbizon. life. <laughs> Barbizon. I'm, yeah. Okay. So anyways, so she goes to New York and she meets... Uh, this immigrant named Evangelos Palaukas. And he, they basically make a deal. You marry me, I'm going to pay you. She does so. And then she pretty much quickly divorces him. And then he gets deported. Then at age, <gasps> I know, but she got her money. You know, sidebar, I was, um, I was proposed to for cash in, in my, when I was 25 with, really? from a coworker. I was offered $10,000 to marry one of my coworkers so he could get his green card. And I had a, very serious boyfriend at the time. And also I was like, 10 grand seems a little bit stingy (laughs) for me to break the law in several different ways. And also like, get married to you coworker that I've worked with for three months. But thanks for thinking of me. <laughs> it would just be so hard because I would, I, I just wouldn't be able to keep up the facade because I'm too selfish and I want my love, you know? I want right. Love. I mean, and that's another, that was another part of it is it's like, Oh, you've got to find somebody you know, if you need a relationship to stay here, like have a relationship yeah. with that person. Don't just like offer cash up front. That's intense. That is intense. Made me, I mean, feel, made me feel pretty slutty. Well, good for you for not breaking the law. But guess who did? Bonnie Bakley. Then later she married her cousin. Interesting. Her first cousin. Interesting. Oh. Um, and they were married for five years and they had two children, but they divorced. Oh, goodness. And, yeah. They procreated. Uh-huh. So the incestuous marriage worked out better yeah, than the one yeah. for cash. Yeah. I wouldn't have necessarily <laughs> guessed that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm just, this is just a few. I just wanted to start by giving you a few of her marriages. She's been married 10 times. What? She is, yeah, by the time the end of the story, she had been married 10 times. Yeah, it, it's so... It is interesting. Like when she was young, there's a little bit of a backstory. Like she didn't have a, her mom. There was there was some tension. You know, she was raised by her grandma. Who knows what kind of like neglect happened to make her? She, as I re as I read and learned more about her, she was a had a big big hole, and she was trying to trying to fix it. But, fix it and fill it with marriages. Yeah. So in an effort to support herself. Miss Bakley, she started a mail-order business, sending nude photographias of women, including herself, of course. Like, probably... Like mail-order brides? No, it's like... So, if, if it was nowadays, she'd probably be a cam girl. But, like, back oh, then, okay. it was, you know... Polaroids? Po- uh, Polaroids <laughs> or photos, you know, like... And then, so, guys, she'd send them for money, you know? They'd go in the mail, mail-order. Mail and then... She also ran this... I wonder what the postage for that was. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on how many pictures. I think you can you can send... My grandma used to send pictures and like we used to send pictures to my grandma. I think, it, you know, there's a certain weight where you can just 
do a stamp. Just a stamp. Yeah, as long as it's just like a solo shot, like mm-hmm. just the one photo. And they don't I even know pornography thing. Did you? I know. Where did you find out? Like what she charged per photograph? I don't, but I wish I had known. That's something. Uh, you know, part two. <laughs> I'll let you know later. But <laughs> we'll she, look it up. She also ran these Lonely Hearts ads. She did it in magazines, and she would be, and also newspapers advertising for like a male companion. And then after she'd have communication with the guys. Eventually, she would ask them for money for like travel or rent or something like that. So she was actually pretty freaking successful doing this. She made nice. enough money. I know, right? To so like through the personal columns, yeah, like uh-huh. looking for love. Yeah, who can pay my rent. Okay, and then so then so she'd scam people. She was she was a sc- like not just a grifter. She was a scam artist. You know. Yeah. But she made so much money that she actually had several houses in Memphis, Tennessee, and then she also had one house outside of Los Angeles. Eventually, wow. and she also pursued a career, uh, a Hollywood career, as they say, call it, mm, as a singer and an actor under a stage name of Lee Bonnie. But guess what? She didn't make it. And that's really sad. Which is, that's too bad because, you know, like, it sounds like you have to have some pretty decent acting skills to pull off. That's true. All of these. I mean, I guess photographs, it doesn't require acting. That's but true. But convincing people that you start relationships up with through the personal ads to mm-hmm. buy you homes and shit. That's, exactly. That's, Impressive. She had some cojones. Oh, I also want to mention she's been like, of course, she's been arrested several times because of her, you know, what she did. And then she also got arrested for drug possession at some point. She's been arrested for writing multiple bad checks. And then my favorite, which is not the greatest, but I just I'm like, wow, she really was like organized and scamming the shit out of people. In 1998, she was arrested in Little Rock, Arkansas for having five driver's license and seven social security cards with different names. What the hell? Ooh, yeah, she, she was an identity thief. Which is just shitty. I mean, yeah, that don't is Don't steal people's identities. Shitty. That will ruin some people's lives, you exactly. know? Exactly. Like, One thing her friends knew about her and would say about her is that Bonnie Bakley was absolutely celebrity obsessed. She like all her life, all she wanted was to marry a celebrity. I mean, she was working her way up. Oh my God. Wait, there's one guy she married, not her cousin. Another guy she married. Her eighth husband was Glenn Wolf and he was famous for holding the record for the largest number of monogamous marriages, which is, I don't know why they have to put that in, but, um, he had 20 he was married 29 times and his shortest shortest marriage lasted 19 days and his longest lasted 11 years but um wait but yeah. only monogamous that's why he had the the title because he was always faithful to his 29 wives i guess i mean but glenn wolf what the hell and so she was one of his wives which is they almost did it for publicity or some crazy thing like this i i just want to what the hell was this woman thinking like Okay, so she gets, she becomes obsessed in like the 90s. She's obsessed with marrying somebody. She's done enough. She's married enough like nobody's. Normal dudes. Yes. And cousins. Exactly. (laughs) So she's like, I really want this life that she, she, her cousin or somebody said, you know, she thought marrying a famous person means that you can kind of do anything you want and you can, you have status, you know? And that's, it looks like she was just like seeking that. So in 1990, She started pursuing Jerry Lee Lewis and <laughs> amazing. trying so hard to get with him. She becomes like really good friends with his sister. And then she gets pregnant in 93 and claims that Jerry Lee Lewis is the father. But by DNA tests, 
No, not true. Not so much. Mm -mm. Okay. Then she relocates to California. uh, And sadly, she leaves that baby with an ex-husband just along the way. But she does. She sends money to take care of the kid. Okay. Anyways, I just, I'm like, what the hell is wrong with this woman? She uses her con money for child support. Yeah, I guess. She's using it for the right things. Yeah. Just to get inside her brain, I wonder what the hell that was like. Yeah, what an interesting psychology here. Like... Sorry, I'm going to leave my child here because I got to marry me a movie star. Exactly. So now she's in California and she's stalking Dean Martin, Frankie Valley. She's even dated Gary Busey, I guess, at some point. Wait, like what year is this? 1990? Uh In the 90s, yeah. She's going for the old guys. Okay, I was going to say, like Frankie Valley, wasn't he like a big young singer in like the 50s? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. In the 60s? And she claimed that they were like together when they were teenagers, but he denies that claim because he's like, who the fuck are you? Um, He's like, I don't know this woman. (laughs) So in 1991, she starts a relationship, actually, like she's interested in this guy named Christian Brando, which is Marlon Brando's son. And Marlon Brando has like bajillions of of children all over the place, which is, that's that's the rabbit hole. One of the rabbit holes I went down with this is I went and looked him up and I was like, Oh my God, this guy, Christian Brando, was like, let's see, on May 16, 1990, Brando fatally shot this guy named Dag Drollet, the boyfriend of his half-sister, Cheyenne. Now, I just want to go to Cheyenne. Cheyenne was one of Brando's kids uh, in in the French Poly- Polynesian island in of Tahiti. He had two kids there. It was with his third wife, but he never let them come to the States. It was very weird. Anyways. Wait, so Christian Brando murdered someone? He pleaded, for shooting he pleaded his guilty to man's boyfriend? Yeah, who knows what the, you know, case was, but he mm, was sentenced to prison in 1991. Crime. I know, but he was released in 96. So she pursued him? Him, yeah. She started writing letters to him while he was in prison. Oh. So she was doing, she was going on that angle too. And he does get out and she does start like a sexual relationship with him. Um, but uh, she also started dating Mr. Robert Blake. They were just having fun. Robert Blake was like not really... Didn't want to be with her, but you know she was. I I, I get the feeling that she was kind of easy and you know whatever. Oh, okay, and so Mr. Robert Blake, who you said began his acting career in the thirties, well, as a child. Old? So right, but he's how old in now, the nineties? In the nineties, let me see. Like so, as of now, he is. He's probably around ninety years old now, or so. So he would have been in his sixties in the nineties, which is yeah. wild, right? Or his. Yeah, no, he was old. He was older guy. And and she's also, you know, effing with him at the same time. As Christian Brando. So in 1999, Bakley discovered she was pregnant and she thought that initially that it was actually Christian Brando's. But in June 2000, she of course, she gives birth to her fourth child, a daughter named Christian Shannon Brando. Huh. And guess what? Baby daddy. So that, yeah, eventually... And I'm not sure why, but Bakley tells Robert Blake that she was like not sure who's the dad or dad and maybe it was him. And Blake, Robert Blake's like insisting on a paternity test, which of course determines that he is the father and not Christian Brando. And Hold on, so the kid's name is Christian Brando, named yeah. after not the father. Exactly. <laughs> so they legally change her name to Rose Lenore Sophia Blake. 
Okay. And um, in one of my, uh, in one of the things I was listening to, it's the phone, she records a phone conversation with Robert Blake and telling him that she's pregnant. And he's like pissed. He's like, you said that was impossible. You said you got your period and it was all these things. And she's like, Mm. kind of entrapping him or whatever. I don't really know. And she's like, He's like, well, then, you know, you it's early. You better, you got to get rid of it. You know, you got to. Uh, you can't tell someone they got to do that. I know. Well, of course you can't. But she's like, well, I don't want to. I won't do it. So she refuses to do it. And she's like, plus you're not the baby daddy. It's Christian Brando's kid. Well, I think, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that that definitely is a little like shady in the timing on that. But he was not nice to her on the phone. Let's just say that much. Oh, and she recorded it. Mm-hmm. So he agrees to marry her under the condition that mm-hmm. she signs some a temporary custody agreement and under the agreement it says that um you know Bonnie agrees to monitored visits with Rose and to get written position, uh, permission for her friends and family to visit Blake's property which doesn't totally make sense but it's also stipulated that if either spouse decides to end the marriage the other spouse would retain custody of Rose so Robert Blake wanted to be with his daughter. I guess that was how it kind of started. Weird. Like for a a man who was like, you will abort this child. He's like, if you leave me, I get the kid. Yeah, exactly. And also your family members have to have, what is it like, monitored or Mm -hmm. they can't come to my property without like pre-scheduled permission. So he yeah. was like, this lady is a grifter and yeah. I am only marrying her because she's the mother of my child. And that's like kind of, I guess how old school people used to do, you know, just, they just, everybody just got married. But I do, I wanted to put that, bring that up though. As, as shitty as he seems, she's pretty shitty too. So it's like, oh, I yeah, understand yeah. how maybe he was not so keen on all of whatever the happening. Also, you only, you said this was her fourth child, but I only heard you mention that she left one baby behind. So where are all the other kids? Well, she had that. Remember she had the two with her cousin. Oh, so and then the, the one baby, uh, I'm not sure. There's a guy named Paul. Well, yeah, probably the cousin is raising those kids. And then some guy named Paul is raising the other kid that, she claimed was Jerry Lewis's kid, which he wasn't. So this is her fourth babe. And by the way, at this point today, Rose is only 21 years old. So she's a, she's a human that exists in this world. And I just preemptively want to say, I'm very sorry for your loss because here we go. Oh gosh. Yep. So they get married and it's in 2000. Let's see. So this is seven months, months after their marriage they go to this restaurant in Toluca Lake, I think, or Studio City. Okay. It's an Italian restaurant that Robert Blake goes to all the time. Uh, he's a regular, you know. And as they leave the restaurant, they get he's they get the car, they're about to pull away, and he's like, Oh shoot, I le- I, I left my gun. Left my gun at the table. I think I dropped it at the at the restaurant. She's like, oh, she's like, okay. So he's been carrying a gun around because apparently, with all of her shenanigans, there have been their their alleged threats and people who don't like her so much. And so he's carrying this gun around for protection. So he gotcha. Mm-hmm. So he goes back to the restaurant and looks for the gun. Right? Okay. 
Okay. While he's gone. Excuse me, babe. I left my gun at the table. I'll I'm like, right what? I'd be like, wait, what? Exactly. I, I, That's so bizarre. This is already just bizarre. And he kind of put where he stops the car is sort of on the side of the restaurant near the alley. There's like a there's a neighbor who lives right there and there's a garbage bin there. Well, while he's there, somebody shoots her in the head and she, Bonnie Blakely, is killed. So murdered. So, into wha- so I'm so sorry. Yeah. I just want to make sure I, while he is inside he's getting looking the gun, for his some- gun. Yeah, he's looking for his gun in the restaurant. Yeah. And then she's shot in the head. Exactly. Is this a hired hit job we're talking about here? Well, here we go. So after this, he comes back. He's losing his mind because he comes back apparently to his, you know, murdered spouse. And he's screaming and the neighbor calls the police and they're like, do you know Robert Blake, the actor? Yeah, he's freaking out. His wife, whatever. And so he refused. But here's the thing. He refuses to take a polygraph test. Um, okay. He is tested for gun residue on his hands. There is minuscule. They find like n- really nothing. Um, but apparently when he was waiting for the cops, he was like sitting on the grass and like running his fingers through the wet grass and like putting his hands in his hair. So he, let's just say it's a possibility that he actually did it and figured out a way to kind of go for it. And kill he was her. like, to, oh, and to get the gunshot residue off of his fingers? Yeah, it's possible. And because the the gun was shot in the car mostly, so it didn't, It was we weren't out in the open, so it would have, it was mostly in the car, the gun um, oh, powder residue. residue. So That's interesting because I, like, I feel like in all my forensic file watching, and I might be misremembering this, but I really kind of feel like, you know, they can test for gunshot residue like, a day or two after a crime is committed and someone could have like bathed and you can still really? find trace amounts hmm. of it. So, well, that's interesting. So maybe although he, he is, could have been wearing, he could have been wearing gloves. That's true. When he did the if shooting. He was smart. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So this is the thing. There was no physical evidence found except the next day they do find the murder weapon in a dumpster, but okay. Classic. His, dumpster. his, his, gun that he retrieved was not the murder weapon. So that's proven. Apparently he did not like the situation he was in and his friends knew it. People knew it. He wanted the grifter who got pregnant and he wanted her gone. Mm. The first officer who responded to the scene said that Blake didn't seem that upset. And then a month later or so, a stuntman calls police and he tells him, tells the police that Robert Blake tried to hire him to for to murder Bonnie mm. Bakley. And then another yep, another stuntman comes forward and says the same thing. But the problem with this, and by the way, this is so media frenzied craziness in 2000. I mean, I think we yeah. were pretty young when this was going down. I mean, we were just like maybe in college still. So I don't know. I know, I wasn't watching much TV. But. This was also kind of the same time period, you know, when we did the Britney Spears story of yeah. like the tabloid magazine frenzy like the height of you know paparazzi chasing celebrities that was the like the early 2000s and people this was just that people going nuts over it they find out that the stuntmen like the guys are druggies and they're on meth i don't know it's to me it seems like robert blake did hire these guys or tried to hire them he even bought one of them a phone card you know and said don't call from your own phone but call 
from a pay phone and using this phone card, which the guy did, but then Robert Blakely used his own phone because he's a freaking idiot. So he did mm-hmm. have he did have connections, but there was just not enough evidence. I'm just so curious if like if he hired a hit person, right, yeah. to murder his wife. Like, why would your alibi be like, oops, babe, I left my gun inside the restaurant. Let me go get it. Like, can't you just be like, I forgot my wallet at the table? Or like, why would you say I I have to go get my gun? And then she's shot in the head while Mm -hmm. you're going to retrieve your gun. I don't know. It just feels like you're setting yourself up to be definitely accused of doing this crime. And her window was actually rolled down. And it it seemed like whoever came to the window with somebody she knew is what is how they put it as how the you know detectives had put it but yeah like i said the media fascination of the uh, uh, this crime was just super intense we've got this famous child actor in the limelight and guess what he actually loves the attention because he hasn't been in the limelight for a while so he's giving like jailhouse interviews his attorneys are hating his guts he lost his first attorney when he agreed to sit down with diane sawyer and then he lost oh. another attorney when he agreed to sit down with barbara walters so he was just like like milking it, everything. Right. He was like, "I'll notorious is as good or infamous is as good as famous." Yeah, yeah, exactly. But there were no so all in all, there were no fingerprints to link him to the crime. And apparently, I was reading. You know, jurors jurors wanted they wanted facts. They wanted that like forensic stuff. Yeah. And they apparently they call it in the business the CSI effect. So yeah. if you don't have all those pieces, people are like, you know, we can't really. People are less likely yeah. to to take circumstantial evidence or hearsay, I guess, in the case of the two people that came forward saying he tried to hire me yeah. to murder her. They want fingerprints and DNA. Exactly. Because, because they've seen all the episodes of CSI, which I, I mean, part of me yeah. does understand the psychology of that because the worst thing you could ever do is convict somebody who's innocent. And so you want that, that like indisputable proof. Absolutely. Absolutely. But this, I mean, this sounds shady to me as a juror. I'd be like, mm, I really do think he did this. So in the end, the jury acquitted him or, you ah. know, so he, so currently right now, Bonnie Bakley's murder is unsolved. Oh, wow. So he it- was acquitted. However, in like a civil court, he was... Found guilty? Yeah. So that's the same as OJ, you know. OJ was acquitted in criminal court for the murder of um, Ron Goldman and Nicole Brown Simpson, but found guilty in civil court, meaning he had to pay the family, the families of both of his victims for being like legally responsible for their deaths, even though he was never found criminally responsible. Ah. So it's a recourse that does happen often. And a lot of times I think in high profile cases where super rich people have really good lawyers or, you know, I don't know, weird alibis of like, I was going to retrieve my gun, which is not the murder weapon. They can prove right, that. Exactly. It's like airtight people. Um, and so usually that's how people can kind of get something, yeah. you know, like some sense of like, no, you're guilty. Like a court found you guilty, just not jail time guilty. So that's just bizarre to me. But yes, her kids, her older kids sued him for in, in civil court. And yeah, he was deemed guilty. And won. And won. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. And then the baby went to one of his daughters. She raised oh. Rose as if she were her own. 
And he okay. stayed in the picture here and there, and they have a decent relationship. And I watched an interview from 2019, and Rose was saying, you know, I basically saying, I don't believe my dad did it, and I don't want to believe, I don't want to know if he did kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is sad. Well, and she was 11 months old when, when she was, when the baby, or when her mom was killed. Well, yeah, because if she's, if this happened in 2000 and she's a 21-year-old, yeah. that, that, that makes sense. But that is one of those things too where, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll posit the question to you, Vanya. Like, say you were baby Rose yeah. in this situation, right? You have a, a genuinely, like, decent relationship with your father who was acquitted in a court of law, meaning that it's murder, right? That'd be yeah. a murder charge. So double jeopardy, no new evidence, nothing that could come to light could ever actually lead to a conviction for her murder. Right. Um, I mean, it would be so hard in that situation to be like, no, I need to know the truth because the truth doesn't set anyone free, I guess, exactly. other than just knowing the truth. But I don't know. Part I don't think like, she's going to find it. You know, I mean, like, I would want to know, but I think, like, how are you going to even even find it? Like, you know, uh, Robert Blake m- maintains that it was one of one of the people that sc- that Bonnie screwed over screwed. in her past. But and honestly, I mean, that could know, be that that could be to me. This definitely sounds like he did it. For sure. But I think so. You know, if we like pause and we backtrack and we rewind just to play devil's advocate, I suppose. Yeah. Um, you you laid out pretty clearly clearly, sorry, and concisely that this woman was very adept and skilled at conning and using yeah. men. Um, and you know, that the so called evidence of like she must have known whoever shot her because her she rolled her window down, like that doesn't make it Robert Blake. That makes it's it true. a man she knows. And if there is a string of men that she knows that she screwed over, that's a plausible, that's that's reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why the jury acquitted him. Yeah. I, it no just physical seems like evidence it. and a possible, like a long list of possible other suspects. But and in that case, you do crazy. have to acquit somebody. Yeah. It's true. But that is a wild story. And, um, I believe uh, he still lives. Let's see. He's an old man now, but he's I was like a hundred years old. <laughs> uh, let me see. Okay, let's see. Well, if he was yeah. a child, he's eighty-seven. Okay, so okay. he was born in nineteen thirty-three, and he's mm-hmm. eighty-seven. He, okay. um, yeah, that's pretty wild. Isn't that crazy? Also, he's also yeah. Go ahead. So if he's eighty three now, eighty seven. So now. he would have, or sorry, eighty seven. Now he was in his late sixties when he was accused mm-hmm. of. Well, here's what I think, based on what you've told me, and also it's fascinating to me because you're right. At the time period that this happened, I wasn't watching news, Mm-mm, and I suppose neither. if I was reading tabloids, I was only looking for like stories. I don't know about like celebrities that I knew about and Robert Blake wouldn't have been a celebrity that I knew who he was yeah. or anything. It's funny when you immediately said, um, Robert Blake, my, the image in my brain went to Phil Spector. To- the- Same. I know yes. when Adam said and that I to was, me. Yeah. And I was like, Oh wait, that's his, that guy's name is Phil Spector. Cause I do remember those photos with like the crazy yeah. hair and all of that stuff. So it's just wild. But I mean, it seems to me like, he probably did hire somebody to shoot her. I mean, it just seems to be. It had to, if it wasn't him, it was somebody. 
that he may be hired. So yeah, that's so that's my right. rom crime for this week. And um, oh, well, that was a good one. Yeah. I'm very curious, and now I want to look into what I love about this is that it's like a a rom crime that inspires me to look into another story that you mentioned. That's an offshoot of this for another yes. rom crime, which is like I want to know why Christian Brando killed his half-sister's fiance. Exactly. Like, I want to know what the motives were. I want to know, like, what the situation was. I also don't think I knew that Marlon Brando had, like, a, like a plethora of children all oh, over the planet. Oh, he has a plethora. This is, that would be fun. Let's do that next week. I mean, let's let's get into it because Deal. Let's, his like, whole... go down this, this road. Yeah, because his... Like... Sorry, Marlon Brando is, like... It has such a juicy past, so I think that'd be real fun. I think that would be so much fun. And, you know, rom-crime as a romantic crime, like the concept of it, doesn't necessarily have to mean that the motive behind the crime is romantic. Exactly. But, you know, like this romantic lifestyle of a movie star mm-hmm. whose, whose life is touched by crime. Right. And who knows, I maybe, I'm just it. completely um, thinking here, but maybe Christian was protecting his sister from her, her boyfriend. Right, who I knows? mean, that would, make the, that would make the most sense. I think my brain automatically went to a weird place because we were talking about Bonnie marrying her cousin and incestuous maybe, relationships. Maybe and I was like, was this, was this the jealous brother murdering his half-sister's fiance yep. or boyfriend or whatever? Unlikely, most likely you're right, he was protecting her. He did only serve five years in prison, so whatever charges he faced and was convicted of they weren't murder they were manslaughter they were self-defense like something that's lesser in the in the eyes of the court but that's fascinating mm-hmm. and i say even if it's not our main story for our next episode we can't leave that that um Let's that page unturned so we'll do it guys thank you I so much this. thank you for joining yes. us and i'm so glad you liked it and um thank you vaughn yeah. i love celebrities i love like Me too I just, ah, and hitman stories I always find interesting because most often people who hire hitmans get caught. Hitmans, hitmen, a person. People are stupid, (laughs) right? Like they hit people. (laughs) Like you you said, he used his own cell phone with the stunt guy. But again, if you're working on a set with someone and they call you and you answer, like there's your perfect excuse for why maybe you talk to them on the phone. Yeah. But it's just, it's so hard to get away with something like that with their, their, to be no traceable evidence. And if it's in the 2000s, that means technology is advanced to a level where you would be able to most likely find something. And so that is fascinating. Maybe the daughter will go back and start start picking away and finding stuff out. But Blake, um, he has maintained a low low profile basically since his acquittal and he fi- he's filed for bankruptcy. His de- debt's over $3 million of unpaid legal fees. Um, yeah, so his life pretty much sucks a little bit, you know? Right. So she, she took him down in the end, even yeah. if he didn't take her down. <laughs> yeah, because guess what? Don't kill people, guys. I mean, yeah, like, don't do let's it. just assume, but like, let's not, you know. Anyways, we will talk to it. you all very soon. Yes. And guys, stay cool. It is hot out there. Mm. That's right. Air conditioning. So hot. Hot. Mm-hmm. We'll we love y'all. Bye. criminals we just want to take a moment and say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of rum crime if you would like please uh, follow us on instagram at rum crime twitter and facebook 
You can also DM us with any questions or ideas. We love to chat. Yalla, bye bye. Wrong run.